And he left such a good example of giving, didn't he? He left heaven for us and then died an awful death on the cross in our place. Um, we don't want to nickel and dime the one. He didn't nickel and dime us, did he? The Lord Jesus. When Jesus comes in, boy, he makes all the difference. Um, let's, let's, uh, we're going to look at the beginning of Luke 19, uh, 1 through 10. We're going to talk about Zacchaeus today. Zacchaeus. And, and uh, I, I don't know, maybe that's a new name for some in here. The, the young people, hopefully they smile a little bit. Oh, Zacchaeus, that's a song. I enjoyed singing growing up. Um, so we'll talk about him today. And Jesus came in and he made a big difference in Zacchaeus' life. So there in Luke 19, we'll read verses 1 through 10 and then draw some thought from this passage. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. He made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he has gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, so it's interesting. At the end of this passage, it says, Jesus is here to seek and to save that which was lost. Why would Jesus point out that he's here to do the seeking after we read a story about Zacchaeus seemingly doing the seeking? It seems like Zacchaeus had the idea that I'm going I'm to seek out this Jesus. And at the end of the story, Jesus says, after all, I'm here to seek and save that which was lost. And you say, wait a second, who was doing the seeking in this passage? Seems like it was Zacchaeus' idea to go and track down Jesus. Why would Jesus at the end of this story say that he's the one that's here to do the seeking? So let's, uh, let's use that as our title for today. Zacchaeus, who was seeking whom? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Uh, uh, oh God, you sent Jesus. When Jesus comes into a life, boy, he makes all the difference. I pray, Lord, that if there's someone here today that Jesus has not come into their life yet, Holy Spirit, I pray you show them their need. They would invite Jesus to come in and make that difference. Lord, maybe there's some of us here today and you need to place a, a Zacchaeus on our heart. Because somehow Zacchaeus found out that Jesus was coming. Someone told him. And maybe some, uh, some of us here today, Lord, you'd place a Zacchaeus on our heart to invite out so they can meet Jesus. And maybe there's here, someone here today, Lord, uh, 
Who is that Zacchaeus? They don't know why they're here at church today. They think, ah, they're, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. Maybe I'll go and see if I can check out this Jesus stuff. See if there's something in that for me. Lord, I pray that that person, maybe they're here today thinking that they're here seeking Jesus. I pray that they would, you'd show them that it's actually you who has been seeking after them all along. Thank you for the precious story in your word. I pray that you'd help us uh, open our hearts and minds to the, the beautiful passage that's here before us. And I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. So here, the Bible says Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, Jesus lived an intentional life. As you look at the life of Jesus, he did not float through his life. He lived an intentional life. And, and sometimes we, we intend to live the life we're supposed to live. We intend to get to it. And again, I, I kind of preach at my children at the same time, knowing that I'm guilty of some of the same things. They intend to get to the things they should be getting to. But I, one of my children yesterday, uh, remember, uh, you're supposed to be doing this, and I know you intend to get that, but you're over here doing this instead. Uh, and quite uh, you know, so quickly you'll forget to get to what you're supposed to be doing. I intend to get to the things I should be doing. That wasn't Jesus. He didn't intend to get to things. He lived an intentional life, pleasing the Father. It says in John 8, 29, He that sent me is with me, and the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. I mentioned my pastor earlier, and he talked about his life verse was Matthew six thirty three. but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Uh, a lot of times we intend to get to the things we should be doing. But let's make first things first. The things we should be doing. Let's not intend to get to those. Let's be busy about them right now. Not living a life of intending to do the things we should. But living an intentional life doing the things we should. That was Jesus. He always lived a, a purposeful Life and, and here he is passing through Jericho. Uh, many years before, many years before, from the Old Testament, you remember Elisha had healed the waters here in Second Kings uh, fifteen twenty two, uh, and Jesus, instead of healing waters here, was going to heal a sin sick soul here instead. Jericho, the city of palm trees, Deuteronomy thirty four verse two, and Judges one sixteen, located about six miles from the Jordan River, and 18 miles or so from Jerusalem. It was the gateway from Judea uh, to Judea from the east, straddling a caravan road from Damascus to Arabia. Uh, it was a prosperous city of commerce, uh, uh, a great final shopping place before pilgrims would uh, eventually make their way to Jerusalem. And it was where Zacchaeus lived. Uh, again, kids, we all sang that song, didn't we? A lot of us. Maybe you didn't get the uh, chance to grow up in Sunday school, but, but those of you that did, we remember Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Yes, a wee little man was he. He climbed up a sycamore tree for the Lord. He wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down from going to your house today. From going to your house 
today. Let's examine this man, Zacchaeus. First of all, we see the condition, the condition of Zacchaeus. The Bible says in verse 2, Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, uh, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Um, pa- uh, pa- Pastor Olson talked about um, uh, not, a, not, a, not a sin to be rich, but God doesn't promise uh, his, his servants down here will be rich. Uh, here was a man, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. <laughs> so he was a smaller man, this Zacchaeus. Let's look at some of these things. So he was chief among the publicans. And I don't know if being a smaller man, he felt like, um, you know, life kind of pushes me around. Well, I figure out a way to push life around back. I'm important. I'm a tax collector. Uh, I'm a little guy, but people fear when they see me coming. Uh, I don't know all the things that had gone through his mind, but he was a chief among the publicans. Uh, he was important. Uh, and, and you might think, boy, in this life, if I could just be feared by people, if I could just be important, uh, boy, my life would have meaning. Uh, and, and for Zacchaeus, that wasn't quite the case. Uh, uh, he still felt like, boy, there's something missing. I need to see, I need to go and see who this Jesus is. Um, and, and he was going to go and, 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 uh, and, and, and this uh, being important wasn't enough for him. Uh, he was chief among the publicans. Now, a publican was a tax collector, and, and even that doesn't make him, oh, evil, wicked. Because, <laughs> uh, again, I imagine, what, last year we added thousands and thousands of IRS agents. And do you suppose you could be an IRS agent and be saved? Uh, I, I suppose that's a possibility. Now, these, uh, and, and by the way, my aunt, my mother's sister, worked for the IRS, and that was, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, that, that uh, doesn't make you a, an evil person. But these publicans back in this day, uh, they were able to uh, draw their salary by taxing people and then taking an extra cut for themselves. And, and they were known to fudge the numbers and take more. They were hated by the people. The people would work hard, and their hard-earned money would go in the pockets of those tax collectors. And uh, so this was Zacchaeus, a chief among the publicans. Uh, Many saw him as a thief, legalized theft, hated by the Jews, because these publicans would wax fat off of the backs of the hard working laborers. And he wasn't any normal publican either. He was chief among the publicans. So if a publican was hated, it stands to reason that this chief among the publicans would have been hated all the more. The Bible says, and he was rich. And again, uh, there's nothing wrong with being rich. But again, earlier we said, boy, if I could just be important 
Boy, this life would have meaning. And there's something still lacking for Zacchaeus there. Maybe a second thing you might say, if I could be rich, if I had a pocket full of money, life would make sense. But it's not the case. Here was Zacchaeus, and the Bible says he was rich. But something nagged him. Something was missing. And and he thought, I need to see this Jesus, who he is. There's something missing in my life. And maybe he can help with what's going on. Uh, uh, In life, the idea of having money, uh, we, we think that we will have arrived, like we said earlier But a lot of times we have money and and the truth is the money actually has us instead of us having it. The Bible says, Jesus actually said, it's harder for a rich man uh, to be saved to enter the kingdom of heaven than for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. It's difficult for a rich man to to trust God instead of his riches. And the the disciples said... um, how can how how is it possible for a rich man to be saved then and and I kind of can see Jesus possibly smile and he said there in Matthew nineteen twenty four uh, uh, with God these things are possible for with God all things are possible all so the things that we possess the Bible tells us in Luke twelve fifteen beware covetousness we heard a message on that Sunday evening brother brother Schreiber. Beware covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the things which he possesseth. But things are an important part of our life. When we run after things, we find that life is empty. Uh, But like I said, things are a part of our life, but we shouldn't be running after things. We mentioned earlier Matthew 6.33, running after those things of God. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It's much better for the things to find us than for us to spend our life pursuing things. You find you pursue the kingdom of God, those things that are elusive. God, I'm going to serve you, and those things have a way of finding you instead. So here was Zacchaeus and he was wealthy. He had run after things and he had found them and ah, there's emptiness here. Maybe if I looked up Jesus, I could find meaning in my life that I have been lacking. He was chief among the publicans. He was important, but that wasn't enough without Jesus. He was rich, but that wasn't enough Without Jesus. What else do we see about the the condition of Zacchaeus? He was little of stature. He was a smaller guy. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know. Maybe maybe that was what led him to, to try to pursue. Maybe he worked. I'm small. And I'm going to work twice as hard as everyone else. I'm going to have importance. I'm going to have money in my pocket. Life pushes me around. Well, oh yeah, life. Well, I'm going to start being the one to push everyone else around. I don't know. But the Bible makes a point of saying he was a, he was a smaller guy. It says um, that... He sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press. And of course, it's not talking about the news, media, the press there. 
although, boy, it does seem like the news media does its job, doesn't it? It's fair share of keeping people from Jesus, right? Um, boy, uh, uh, making a mockery of those things that, that please God. And, and uh, I, I try to tell the jolly 60s, uh, be careful how much you turn the news on because their job isn't to report the news. Their job is to sell the news. And nothing sells like fear, keeping people afraid. And, oh, you know, you, the responsible thing to do is to be afraid. And, and come back tomorrow, we'll, 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 we'll help you be responsible. We'll keep you in the know and even more afraid tomorrow. Shut that down. But that's not the press we're talking about here apparently the crowds were out there and can you just see them the the big strong people were there and, and Zacchaeus he can't he's like oh. <laughs> he's looking over he's like oh. I came out to see Jesus and I cannot see him all these tall people I have no use for them blocking my view Ugh. you know maybe he thought back to Goliath boy if I just had a, a, a sling and some stones I'd Make some work of these big people all around me. I don't know. But there he was and he could not see Jesus. The condition of Zacchaeus, a few things. Secondly, we see the curiosity of Zacchaeus. I like what the Bible says here in verse 3. He sought to see Jesus who he was. He sought not just to get a glimpse of him. I want to get a sense of who this man is. He sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. The curiosity of Zacchaeus. And maybe you're here today and you think, I've heard the stories about Jesus. But maybe today you can say, I need to find out who he is. Maybe you know some things about him. But do you know him? Do you really know him? And born again Christian here today, how long has it been since you spent that time not just maybe opening this to get a few details from it, but to know a little bit more about who Jesus is. That's why we open our Bible, as, as Joe talked about, making sure you, you open your Bible and spend that time knowing a little bit more. Lord, I want to know a little bit more today about who you are than I did yesterday and the day before. I want to, I want to know who you are the curiosity of Zacchaeus. He sought to see uh, Jesus. Uh, through the years, preachers have said, going to heaven isn't about what you know. It's about who you know. And he could not for the press, the Bible says. Um, but it's, Zacchaeus strikes me as a problem solver. Don't, doesn't he strike you that way? Uh, uh, he was a smaller guy and he figured out how to become chief among the publicans. He was a problem solver. And it says he could not for the press. And, and, and he seemed to be the kind of, you know, the Bible says he could not. And that wasn't enough. Oh, well, I tried. 
No, he could not for the press, but he was going to figure out how to anyway. Could not wasn't going to define him. He was going to figure out a way to see Jesus. It reminds me of there in in Mark chapter 2. I'm not going to turn there. You don't have to. But the Bible says there were four men that carried their friend. And they they wanted to bring their friend to Jesus. And And it says the word, they could not for the press. But after a little while, they opened up the ceiling and lowered him down. And it's interesting that the Bible says they could not, and yet they did. They could not, and yet they did. The Bible actually tells us in Jeremiah 29, 13, Jesus says, boy, if if you'll seek me, you'll find me if you'll search for me with all your heart. Sometimes you go to find Jesus and Jesus wants to see how serious you are and the press is there. Do you give up so easily? Do you say, oh well, I tried and go back about your merry way? Jesus says, I promise you, if you make it a matter of importance to seek me out, if you'll search for me with all your heart, I promise you will find me. There was Zacchaeus. The Bible says he could not And yet we just read the end of the story. Jesus was at his house that day. How quickly do you give up? How easily do you give up? How worth it to you is it to get to know Jesus? And by the way, somebody told Zacchaeus that Jesus was coming. I don't know who it was. Sometimes you see these people that are important and wealthy and we say, ah, I'm not even going to waste my time telling them about Jesus. What a tough case. But somehow Zacchaeus found out Jesus was coming. It doesn't matter. Boy, do you know Jesus today? Don't write anyone off. If it seems like they have life all together, don't write anyone off. Well, their life is put together. They don't need Jesus. Everyone needs Jesus. Someone told him. Too many of us are, well, I tried. Oh, well. Zacchaeus tried and he did not give up. The Bible says he ran before. He hatched a plan. I will figure out a way to see Jesus. He was to pass that way. How did he know? I'm not exactly sure. But Zacchaeus did his homework and found out the path that Jesus was to take. And placed himself down the road on that path. Um, and he, he's, I'm going to make sure I get to see Jesus. I, we've, I think most of all of us have been there for a parades, right? You got the people that are there way in advance. That set up their lawn chairs. And uh, I, 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 this thought just cracked. It just, just hit me and it kind of cracks me up. The thought, do you suppose that anyone has ever thought they knew the parade route and was mistaken? They got there really early. And got their chairs and their umbrellas and their coolers and got all set up and the praise coming and turned. And they're like, "Hmm." (laughs) well, however it happened, there was Zacchaeus. And the Bible says he figured out where he was going to to, to pass through. And he says, I'm going to get there ahead of time. Seeing Jesus, finding out who he is, is that important to me. I'm going to do my research and I'm going to be down the path, the curiosity of Zacchaeus. He climbed a tree. 
By the way, I, I like this thought here. Let me, let me stop at this thought for just a moment. If you're going to come to Jesus, there's an important tree that you have come to. Jesus, uh, he died on the cross. And you can't skip ahead of that tree if you're going to know who Jesus is. If I want to come to Jesus, there's a tree I must come to. Uh, he, he climbed this, this sycamore tree. There, there's a picture here, I, I believe, of, of the tree we come to if you're going to really know Jesus. In Galatians 3.13, the Bible says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Well, you and I were cursed in our sin. And Jesus came and he hung on that tree. He became that curse. He took that curse for us. You don't get to jump ahead of that tree. If you're going to know who Jesus is, there's a tree you need to meet him at the tree of Calvary. In Luke 23, verse 33, the first part there says, And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. If you know anything about the tabernacle in the Old Testament, to go into the tabernacle, boy, you'd, you'd go in and there'd be the candlestick on the one side, uh, the table of showbread on the other, and the altar of incense, and there's gold. And, and then the, the high priest, once a year, he would go past the curtain, and there would be the, 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 the mercy seat and the, the cherubim and the blood that would be sprinkled there. Oh, the beautiful, wonderful pictures of a relationship with Jesus. Oh, with Within the tabernacle, but before you could enter the tabernacle, you had to come by way of the brazen altar. The sin had to be taken care of before. You don't get to jump ahead to fellowship until you come by way of the tree. What a picture here. Zacchaeus, I, I, he wasn't thinking about all of those things. He just he was a little guy. <laughs> he wanted to climb a tree because he wanted to see who Jesus was. Boy, there's a uh, there's a crew. I think it's tomorrow. They're heading out to Israel. There's a crew going out to Israel tomorrow, and and I and I would almost guarantee a guide is going to say, and here's a sycamore tree. Years ago, I, I've shared this story before. Years ago, I I got to go to Israel, and there was a sycamore tree, and so of course you had to climb it. And get a picture of you in the sycamore tree. So I, I climbed the sycamore tree in Israel and, and somebody took my picture. Um, so somebody up in a tree, it, it, it actually fulfilled the picture, but kind of went against the picture at the same time because I'm not a little guy. Like Zacchaeus was. And somebody put the pictures together at the end of that trip. And uh, the caption underneath with me in the sycamore tree was uh, Zacchaeus of Gath. <laughs> and uh, for those, uh, Goliath was Goliath of Gath. So you're just picturing, and I'm not as big as Goliath though either, but, but imagine Goliath climbing the sycamore tree because to, 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 he can't see over the crowd. It's just a, a funny thought. But there 
was Zacchaeus. He did his homework, and the route was coming, and the route was going to come that way. And, and who knows? Maybe Jesus, maybe Zacchaeus wasn't, I, I don't know. But Jesus was going to make sure the route didn't miss him. And Zacchaeus had no idea that he was on Jesus' mind. He thought Jesus was on Zacchaeus' mind. And I want to catch a glimpse of him. Zacchaeus was about to find out that long, long before Jesus was ever on Zacchaeus' mind, Zacchaeus was on the mind of Christ. The next thing we see, the compassion of Jesus. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. By the way, if you love Jesus, the only reason you love him is because he first loved you. 1 John four, nineteen. There's Zacchaeus. Can you picture him? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a hold of that branch. He's up there and he can't wait. And uh, he thinks, I'm, I'm going to catch a glimpse of Jesus. And Jesus is walking by and he goes, oh my, what, what a vantage point I have. I, I'm going to see Jesus. And then, oh, my lucky day. It looks like Jesus is coming to a stop. I'm not just going to glimpse him as he passes by. It looks like he may be stopping here. Maybe, maybe he'll stop and, and, and talk and, 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 and give a, give a sermon or, or give some thoughts. And, oh man, boy, I guessed right. I found the spot. It looks like he's coming to a stop. <laughs> I'm going to hear him preach and I've got the best seat in the house. Jesus stopped. And he'll stop for any one of you as well. Zacchaeus didn't know why Jesus had stopped. But Jesus had stopped for him. Secondly, Jesus stopped, but Jesus saw him, the Bible says. He looked up and saw him. Jesus sees you. Doesn't matter if you're of little stature. Doesn't matter anything about you. He sees you. Do you, ever, do you ever feel like in this life, people just look through you? You're, you're a part of the scenery. People don't really see you. People don't really hear you. You don't have voice. People look right through you. You're, you're unimportant to so many. Well, there was Zacchaeus up in that tree. and Jesus stopped. And then he saw him. And still, I kind of think that Zacchaeus is like, oh, he noticed me. No way. He's looking up here, probably like, uh, I'm a curiosity to him. Jesus walking by and like, oh, look, <laughs> a guy up there. Oh, no, I wonder if he recognizes that I'm a publican. Uh-oh, is he going to preach against me? Is he about to point out my crimes? And probably other people are like, good, good. He sees Zacchaeus up there. It's about time that that guy got preached at. 
<laughs> I don't know. Zacchaeus is probably nervous and, and, and Jesus looks up and, and, and sees him and, and wow, not, he, it isn't just that he's noticing a guy up here. Our eyes are locked. I mean, he's, he's looking at me, not just noticing a guy. He's looking at me. Jesus stopped and Jesus saw him. But then Jesus spoke to him. Not preaching at him. To, to, to make an example of him to the crowds. No, he's going to speak directly. It's almost like instead of Zacchaeus being overlooked for a moment, it's like it's only him and Jesus there on that street. How wonderful is our Lord. Zacchaeus. <laughs> And then he calls him by name. Not just you there, up in the tree. Or, hey, little guy. <laughs> uh, do we need to call the fire department and get you down? Jesus looks up and then says, hey, Zacchaeus. <laughs> oh, can you imagine He just called me by name. What is going on here? He knows me. He really knows me. I don't care who you are. You're here today. And may it be by faith you lock eyes with Jesus. He knows you. He really knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. Make haste, Jesus said. Make haste uh, and, and come down for today I must abide at thy house. Don't delay. You see who I am and you see that I know you better than you know yourself. Don't play games. Submit to the one who knows you better. Then you know yourself. Today I must abide at thy house. Make a place in your house for me. Make a place in your heart for me. We see the compliance of Zacchaeus. He yielded to what Jesus commanded. Verse 6, he made haste. By the way, we adults, we don't like to move quickly. Right? We don't like running. We like to move slowly, methodically. <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't, kids, they like to sprint from place to place, bounce off of things, fall down, bounce back up and run. We get a little older and, and we, uh, we're a little bit more discriminating about the times that we make haste. Here Jesus said, make haste. And he made haste, the Bible says in verse 6. He made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Boy, uh, it used to be that money would cause him to make haste. I'll, I'll run after things. And boy, he said, I'm tired of making haste for all those other things. I wonder if there are better things to make haste about in this life. Well, he found one. The Bible says he received him joyfully. And I love that verse in John 1.12. But as many as received him to them gave you power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. The compliance of Zacchaeus. But then we see the complaint 
of the crowd. Maybe they were hoping that Jesus would stop and preach at him and call him worthless. The people that the crowd looked down on. Boy, I think Jesus should look down on the people that I look down on. Oh, really? Jesus should follow your pattern in life? Or how about you figure out what Jesus loves and you love what he loves instead of expecting him to look down on things that you look down on? Who gets to learn from whom in this life? Verse 7, when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. The crowds murmured. Um, The crowds were so fickle, weren't they? In the end of uh, chapter 18, they were just excited about Jesus. Uh, Luke 18, verse 35, it came to pass, as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant, and they told him, Jesus of Nazareth passeth by, and he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace, but he cried so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him, and when he was come near, he asked him, saying, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. The crowds were just excited about Jesus. But now, Jesus wasn't going to look down on the people they looked down on. The crowd murmured. But this was the whole reason Jesus was here, wasn't it? He, he says so in there in verse 10. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The theme of the book of Luke. So simple. Verse 10, there isn't a single word that's more than one syllable in that whole verse. Every, every word is a single syllable. How simple is it? For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the whole reason Jesus was here. Then we see the change of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus stood, the Bible says in verse 8, and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. Boy, Jesus had entered his life. And suddenly he feels like being a channel of blessing. Half of my goods I'm going to give to the less fortunate. Boy, when Jesus enters your life, things begin to change. He stood, the Bible says. His announcement was going to be public. No secret decision for him. There was going to be accountability here. He called him Lord. Behold, Lord, the half of my goods. I'm done with living this life for self. I want you to control my life. When Christ comes in, blessings flow out. Concern for the poor. And then he said, And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. When Christ comes in, there's a desire to make things right. If I have stolen from anybody, I'm going to restore fourfold. By the way, that's Bible. In Exodus 22, verse 1, uh, the the law talked about four sheep for a sheep. Uh, David restored fourfold. 
in his sin with Bathsheba. You can see that, 2 Samuel 12, 5 and 6. But Zacchaeus, you're giving away half your wealth. You're promising fourfold. You're going to be way less wealthy and way less powerful on the other side of things. You look into his face and you see a man that didn't care. I might not as be as rich and powerful, but I'll be right with God. And that's worth more than all the gold on this planet. The last thing we see, the conversion of Zacchaeus. Verse 9, Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham. Here we see a rich man not worried about adding Christ because Christ might cramp his style. But he's going to add, Christ is going to come in and then Christ is welcome to push out anything he wants. Because Christ is just that important. He's a son of Abraham, Jesus said. And Galatians 3, 6 and 7 says this. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Uh, The Lord Jesus came through the line of Abraham. It's not Abraham that saved anybody or saves anybody. But it was the Lord Jesus who came through the line of Abraham. He's the one that did the saving. Abraham needed to be saved himself. But in that line, God sent his son. And Jesus said there, For as much as he also is a son of Abraham, a spiritual descendant of that one who came, the Lord Jesus, the one that was standing there who called him out of the tree and was abiding at his house. Will you stand together with your heads bowed?